Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! Okay, so we're back for round two with John Wayne Bobbitt because it's such a fascinating story of how smears, lies, and basically a campaign of attacking someone's character and the truth, most importantly, affects them. So, you know, obviously, some of you who don't know the history, John Wayne Bobbitt was a Marine, right? You're in the Marines. And he yes. served, you know, he served our country. And for this type of gross terrorist act to mankind or to your manhood is like unforgivable. Now, there are all these other circumstances around it. Like when you told me she was this close to getting her citizenship and it's going to get pulled, of course, people are going to go crazy. Someone's going to do something really irrational. Like I've done my share of irrational people, but not like that. So let's jump into the night. It's established that you met her at a Marine ball. She went there fishing for her green card. That's the way I put it. Um, if I'm being harsh, I'm being harsh. I'm sorry. <laughs> the eventful night he came home, you guys were arguing. Arguing? Is that what happened that night that you came in and decided to make that life choice for you? No, there was, there was no arguing. There was a uh, silent treatment. Okay. So she was giving me the silent treatment. We were talking to each other. So there was no, no communication, no fighting at all. And, uh, I, I you know, it was a two, two months had, had gone by, um, you know, when that incident happened where she was just giving me the silence treatment, she, would, she wouldn't talk to me because I was working at a nightclub across the street. I just got the job, and she, that's when she started to talk. She stopped talking to me when I got the nightclub job, bouncing at the nightclub. You know, it, you know women kind of throw themselves at me, you know, back then. You know, so I, I was a lucky guy. You know, it's like, well, I was married, but I, I, I wasn't fooling around. You know, just telling her that, you know, I was, you know, working an extra job, but she didn't like that job. Yeah. I don't blame her. <laughs> she didn't want me to work at, <laughs> well, you know, you, you know, I mean, I, I was trying to make extra money. It was right across the street and that was within, you know, distance. You know, you, you can actually, actually walk next door. You're there, you know, and, you know, she said she was going to spy on me <laughs> and lo and behold, the night of our wedding anniversary, when the, grant, the club opened. Uh, you know, girls were flirting with me and slipping their number in my back pocket. And uh, I, I think she caught it. Who knows? She, you know, she, I didn't ask for this, these flirtations and hickeys and stuff. You know? I didn't ask for it. No. But it gets me in trouble. <laughs> gets me in trouble. Just for the record, we always go through your guys' pockets. I'm just saying. I'm not saying I do that, but we always go through your shit. We will go through your pockets you will find stuff and sometimes we'll just call the other number i don't did she ever call any of these girls <laughs> probably but you know if before the that the, the night you know night she attacked me she probably went through my pockets and, and found the, you know numbers and i like totally forgot because i'm working and i'm doing my job i go home i go to bed the numbers are still there <laughs> and she finds them you know 
Uh, you know, and the Asian girl that hit me on my bicycle, that she had to play, she had a big role in what happened because there's a lot of things that made her upset and jealous and angry. And I, you know, you know, because of the silent treatment, I just said, I'm leaving. I'm done. I, you know, I can't take it anymore. You know, I don't want to live with a narcissist. So how do you escape the narcissist? You guys know what narcissism is. And, and, and I've, I've, I, you know, I've been plagued with that. Not only just with Lorena, but afterwards. I should have just stuck with my, you know, girlfriends that I was dating in high school and, you know, church, ch- church-going girls. They, they were decent. They were, they were, they were traditional. They weren't modern. Lorena became a modern woman through her boss. You know, her boss owned a chain of beauty salons, and you know, I don't know. Just uh, you know, if you want to be a traditional woman, then be a good traditional woman. <laughs> and then you got you know, these modern women that are just bad behavior. I mean, really bad behavior. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I- the difference between because. There's got to be bad women. There can't be just all good women, right? Like men. Because there can't be just all good men. There's bad men, too. Yeah. They usually have man buns on. And um, they ride, I call them bitch buns. They ride bicycles. They ride little scooters. They don't know how to ride a motorcycle. Oh, they ask their dads for money. Um, And they wear, like, those really tight pants. Like, they wear women's pants. They're, like, too skinny, like, modern boys or bitches, whatever you want to call them. Modern women, these aren't women, these are like fourth wave feminists that attack masculinity in a really negative way to the point where they're like, oh, well, we don't need men. Well, if you don't need men, how are you going to fuck? How are you going to have kids? You know, who's going to, you know, do certain things? We're going to strap on? Who's going to fix the house? Who's going to fix the exactly. car? You exactly. Exactly. You know, who's going to, you know, handle all the infrastructure, you know? It's all men. Men do all that. You know? Yeah, go get your nails done or so something. Truck, truck, truck driving. It's all you know. You know, pretty much dominantly man, male. I mean, there's there's girls, more girls driving trucks these days, because it's uh, oh yeah, it's getting easier driving these things. I don't know. I yeah. haven't done. I haven't tried it yet. I want to try. <laughs> That's fun. They make a movie, a truck driving movie. That will be cool. Uh, we're we're due for another truck driving movie. Yeah. I think the last one was done with uh, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Swayze did, like, the, uh, uh, the last one was with, road, was called Road Dog? Roadhouse. He passed away. Road Dog. Road Dog, Roadhouse, it was one of those two. Road Dog. Black, do- Black Dog, it was called. Black Dog. Black Dog, yeah. He looked good in it, though. Not as good as Dirty Dancing. Um, so now, let's go back to the whole thing, that night. That night, when she actually did this thing, I hate saying what it is because... I'm going to be the, I'll, I'll admit something at the end of today that you don't know, but, uh, <laughs> that I've wished on men. Um, now, when she actually pulled this knife out, did you see it? And, and what was that feeling? I, I mean, what was the feeling that went through your brain as soon as you realized, hey, this bitch cut my dick off? Well, I didn't know that. I, I had no, I was confused at the time, you know. I, you know, uh, I think you're jumping ahead though, because there's a lot that happened before she actually did it. Okay. You if know, it's not going to re-traumatize you, I want you to go through that because I'm just trying to think of the steps. We went through double silent treatment, which is very dangerous. Before the incident, we were all me and my friend were all out all night. Where we we uh, 
had very little to drink that we, we had very little to drink, to, to drink that night, and uh, we went to Denny's at, at the end of the night. So, but the Denny's went home, and, and everybody played played up there because we went out. We were, we were intoxicated. You can't automatically assume that somebody's intoxicated just because they go out. And we weren't intoxicated at all. They did, but that's they, they played it up that way. That way, they wanted to make people believe that we were, you know, drunk. We we weren't even close. We weren't even close to being drunk. So you know, you know, they don't serve alcohol at Denny's. We had breakfast and coffee, and we went home. So it was late, and I, I went right to sleep. You know, I was, I was exhausted. So, and you know, now she wants to talk because I'm leaving her. But she said she would move out. So, but, you know, she was really upset because, you know, you know, the infidelity, you know, the thought of infidelity, uh, abandonment and, you know, neglect, rejection. So she tried to punish me by giving me the silent treatment because I was working at a nightclub. So I, I punished her right back. Okay, we're getting divorced. <laughs> and that made her really upset, you know. So I'm punishing her. So, okay, if you're giving me the silent treatment, there's no, there's no point in being married. You know, you're not talking, you know, instead, instead of talking about it, you know, and reasoning it out, you know, she just gave me the silent treatment. So now she wants to talk that night. So, but I'm sleeping. Uh, she wants to know where I was. And I told her that I was at the Holiday Inn. Uh, maybe it was just to punish her again. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really there. We stopped there, but it, you know, you know, the the, the band that was supposed to be there wasn't there at the time, and so we we, we left and went somewhere else. So uh, you know, I I was thinking like, okay, she wants to know where I, where I was or where we were. So I gave her, you know, trying to give her a long story short, one word answer because I was trying to sleep. I just wanted to sleep. I didn't want to have a conversation. A conversation. So I just said, uh, "Holiday Inn." And I went back to sleep. So. Uh, that pissed her off, probably. That was the wrong thing to say. I should have said, I should have said, I should have said Denny's, because that she wouldn't have done it. But now she's thinking I'm having an affair at the Holiday Inn with some Asian girl that hit me on my bicycle four days prior. So she gets up, goes gets a knife. She don't want a divorce. She wants my friend to leave. You know, she wants to have children, and but she's giving this, she's narcissistic, you know, and. You know, she gets gets up and goes get you know gets a drink of water in the kitchen. She picks up the knife, and goes back in because here I'm leaving her third three the third time, and and I think that was very devastating to her and it was it hurt her deeply. You know that I here I'm leaving her third time, and she thinks I'm having an affair already, and she's trying to save the marriage. She's actually trying to save the marriage. Okay, now 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 it's like okay she can't she can't save the marriage. Now she goes. She turns. She turns Jody Arias. So she goes in the bedroom. She sits beside me and she said, "You hurt my feelings. You did it again, again, and again." I didn't hear her say that, but that's her testimony. You know, she's working herself up to actually do the the act. You know, she's trying to get herself upset, so I didn't respond. So that made her more upset, and she just grabs my thing and cuts it. At the base. Ouch. Oof. Okay. So that, that that that's the reality of the whole thing. If you look at the transcripts and you re-interview people, and you know her testimony, and uh, you know she, she 
and then and I didn't think that she she did that at that point in time because I sprung up in pain. I was bleeding. I looked down. It's like wow, there's blood everywhere. She's already gone. I don't know where she went. So I'm thinking. I, I, I was really exhausted. I was really tired. Now, if you ever seen that movie, uh, Freddy Krueger, yeah. Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street, <laughs> that's 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 the way it was. Kind of like Johnny Depp. He played the uh, uh, the role of Glenn in that movie, and he got he got sucked down into the bed. Yep. There was blood all over the place. Was, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was Freddy Krueger. I thought he did it. <laughs> Might as well. Have. I thought Freddy Krueger, because I was sleeping. And I was like, okay, well, damn, I better not go back to sleep. I'm still alive. So get, uh, go to my friend and say, well, you got to get me into the hospital. And make sure you go to sleep. <laughs> get me awake. <laughs> so that's what I thought. Until later on, you know. A few minutes later, things starts, you know, kicking in, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I heard a real grunt, loud grunt, when she did that as she was running out the door. And I think she said, "Damn, this thing's heavy." <laughs> well, then she's holding part of your dick, and if we have to, I, I don't mean to get graphic. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but how many inches approximately? And mind you, guys, this is flaccid. It's not hard because no guy gets his dick hard with a knife bite. Well, maybe some do, but um, how many inches did she cut off? Well, the whole thing. She cut your whole dick off, so there's nothing even by the base of your dick. It's like gone. Yeah. Fuck. Me. Yeah, so I'm like Jesus. about. I'm I'm six six foot 190 pounds, so you know, you know my penis size was about seven to eight. Right. You know. Length. You know, it's a pretty good size. She liked it. I'm sure. Um, so, she so she it. has your cock in her hands, literally, not figuratively speaking. And what yeah. happens now when you hear her like running out the door and saying, "Damn, this thing is so heavy." What happens to you now? <laughs> <laughs> Try to throw some clothes on, like sweatpants, and I get my friend. He, you know, told me to get in the hospital. He, he got up and he thought it was getting him. He thought it was getting getting him up to go to work, and he went in and brushed his teeth. And then he said, "Then he he woke up, and he got me. Excuse me. He got we went to the hospital." Got there within ten minutes because I was bleeding out. So I lost lost uh, like three, over three fourths of my blood. That time I got to the hospital, and she went to her boss's house. Yeah. To basically figure out how how she was going to get away with it, and she got away with it. I think it, it, you know they orchestrated a plan to keep her from going to prison. And she's the only one in the hit in history that did that and got away with it. You know, she had a good, you know, false script, false narrative. But her her boss took her boss took control. Lorraine had okay. no control what was going on. It was just her boss. Her boss orchestrated the the, the witnesses that came, and and they were they're all false testimony. Uh, they she you know wrote the false script. The false script didn't work right away. They went to the detective. The detective. You know, and and the detective was interviewing Lorena, but her boss was there, so Lorena wasn't staying on script, and there was she was incriminating herself. So her boss was like, 
you know, we're done here. <laughs> we got to get a lawyer. So, and then, you know, I can send you the police report. Yeah. So you have that. I can send you the court transcripts and her, her court, court transcripts so you can read it off and you can understand what, what exactly happened. So what, what I'm telling you makes sense. Yeah. You know, the, the lies that this, you know, the deceit, the manipulation, the cover up, you know, just so you understand mm -hmm. it all from but the beginning. We, we're missing one thing. Okay. Or two things, actually. First of all, finding the penis. Who found it? Where do they find it? Oh, well, <laughs> she threw it, out, threw it out of a car window across from a 7-Eleven, I guess. Okay. They found it there. The police, EMT. Sent out a search party. Yep. Okay. It was, uh, they had a hard time finding it. <laughs> Not that it was small. It was just that some cop was sitting on it. What? It was, you know, some cop was sitting on it. He thought it was a log. So they had they had to get a crane <laughs> and, put the, and crane it onto a flatbed. They had to crane it onto a flatbed. Got got to the truck. Uh, but anyways, you know, uh, got to the hospital and it was like ten and a half hour surgery, reconstructive surgery. And uh, I was going to kill myself. Yeah. So it was just been a one sided story. So now I can I can come out and explain in detail what really happened. You know. And detail, which she don't want to know. She don't want that. And neither does her boss. Because they can get in real trouble, big trouble for what they did. She said that you were hitting her or beating her. Not that that constitutes, it doesn't validate cutting a dick off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I hit her, she'd be dead. If I was a violent man, she'd be dead right now. Okay. I'd kill her. <laughs> if I was violent. But, you know, I you know, because of who I am and being in the military and, you know, uh, I handle it pretty well and, and bounce back. I didn't want I don't I didn't want her her give her the satisfaction to see that, that you know that she hurt me. But anyways, when she said that I I hit her, it was the other it's the other way around. It's called blame shifting. She was the abuser, and I, I didn't recognize it. Well, hang on a minute. Well, who did I look back? No, you were the attacker, not me. And then it's most most of the time, it's always the woman that's the attacker. And who gets blamed? The man. And any psychologist will tell you that. Behind closed doors, women get mad, and they get in a big fight. Woman's wailing, scratching, biting, throwing things, frying pan, rolling pin, and who gets in trouble? The guy. The guy, and the guy's confused too. It's like he don't know what's going on. It's the girl that caused all the you know, violence. That's reality. And then she blame shifts. So he's the guy. He's the violent one. But no one saw anything. And where's the proof? You know, in Lorraine's case. But there's no proof that she ever got, uh, you know, abused by me. <clears throat> Small girl. Why would I hit her? You know, well, I don't hit anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm trained to defend. I'm trained to defend the nation, not not beat up on our own. Yeah, civilians. exactly. Uh, yeah, because she is small, and I am thinking about this. Like, yeah, I don't believe you hit her. I believe you know that it's an easy way out of things, especially in that era. And yeah, girls, do we do? I I, 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 I hit her and I, and I hit I hit her and I hurt her severely, but not physically. You hit her emotionally. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Then she said emotional abuse. In the Bible, it's called the words can cut mightier than the deepest sword. So when I told her I wanted a divorce, that hurt bad. 
You know, and my friend came over that hurt her bad. When I was at the nightclub and the girls were flipping, that hurt her really bad. When the Asian girl hit me on my bicycle and brought me to her house and, and, and loaned me her bike, and she came over with a new one, she, that hurt her. That hurt, hurt her bad. And it has a lot to do with, you know, she was really attached to me. She, I was her, I was her, she didn't want anybody around me. She, you know, because she, she was always afraid someone was going to take me away from her. She didn't want no one around. She wanted no one interference, just me and her and a family and children and her American dream and her citizenship. You know, so that was really important to her. And then she wanted to chain migrate. She wanted to get her family over here too. So that was another goal of hers. But when I decided to say, hey, I'm done, I'm done. I, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> and I'm out. Why did she just leave me alone? Just let me go. No, she hung around. She didn't, she didn't move out. She was supposed to move out on Sunday. She hung around till, till Wednesday. Why? Either, you know, you know um, tell your friend to leave and, and you know, she can, so she can save the marriage and or, or she go to plan B. That's what Jody Arias did. She had plan A, plan B. You know, she was going to go see Travis and try to save the relationship because he got an engagement ring for another girl. So she went there to prevent that from happening. And it didn't work, so she went crazy, started stabbing him. Same scenario. Come on, you're a woman. I wouldn't go <laughs> that far. Okay, hold up. I wouldn't go that far. Like I, ha- I, I, I can tell you now what I was going to tell you at the end. I've said to guys before. I hope your dick falls off. Okay. I've literally told guys like, I've wished their cocks falling off. And there's some guys that do- don't deserve to have a dick. Um, pedophiles for one. And rapists. Then, of course, people I just don't like. So, and that's like a very, that's a list of like 10 or more people. But this whole thing is just, okay, we do, we do crazy shit. But I would never, okay, that time that, back in the 90s, I had a boyfriend. He was this playgirl centerfold. And uh, we had this thing. But I was, I did the silent treatment. That is very deadly. We we had double silent treatment going and I called his house and I hung up. I didn't feel like leaving a message. He came over to my apartment, went up the side of the fire escape. He was in my living room and I started freaking out and I was throwing shit at him and I punched him. Now this is right after the OJ trial. So (laughs) the cops showed up like that and they're like, well, do you want to press charges, ma'am? No, I should be pressing charges. She gave me a black eye. So I, he didn't press charges. I didn't press charges. But I, they're very quick to take women's side, especially like in that era. That's why I think she got away with saying, oh, well, I was physically hurt and he was doing this and doing that. She had these fourth wave feminists in like the man-hater club on her side. They're probably like licking each other's vaginas or something. Um, so from the time you got that penis, like that surgery took a while. How long did it actually take till your penis was functioning to have sex? Uh, and can you, does it work without those injections or anything like that? Well, it was, it was healing okay. uh, when, when, after the surgery. And it took a while. The doctor said it would take two years to fully heal. So, you know, it was it was kind of, you know, getting there gradually and so it was fully functional. But uh, I was doing the, the, the movies <laughs> – the adult film a year later. So and I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, you know, so I had to take the, take the injections for erection. Basically I was half cocked. <laughs> and two years. I was like, one year, half one year I'm doing films. 
Was that cocked, yeah. But how did that happen with the film? You know, like, did he just come up to you? Like, how did he even find you to ask you, hey, you want to do an adult film? I was, I was, uh, I was hanging out with Latoya Jackson back then. She was doing Playboy video. And we went to a Playboy, Playboy Wet Wild party, and you know, some you know adult film guys were there, and I, you know, I said, "Hey, want to make a you know do a cameo in one of our films?" Because you know, like a lot of celebrities do cameos, right? You know, a lot of celebrities in my film that did cameos, like uh, what's his name, uh, Vince Neil. Mm-hmm. We we did a did a threesome at his house. He was drinking whiskey. Lemmy uh, uh, from Motorhead, Ice T. For example, no. So yeah, I, no. They, you know, they, so they wanted me to do a cameo, and then my manager, which was married to Latoya, uh, suggested we maybe we sit down and go over a, you know, a retaliation adult video, so I can, re- you know, so this is this is gonna hurt Lorena. And it did. <laughs> she told Oprah. Oprah. She told Oprah. Yeah. Fuck Oprah. <laughs> she, she didn't like that. Fuck Oprah. Fuck Oprah. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Yeah, Oprah and uh, yeah, uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we 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 you know, we organized uh, 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 basically uh, a sit down so we can you know go over the details of doing an adult film uh, and telling my story. But it was a rough version of the story. It wasn't like a detailed psychological part. You know, where you can understand, you know, explain the psychology of the whole thing. And that's what needs to be done. So, you, like, like you and your boyfriend, you know, I can explain that too. I mean, you, you and him had, uh, you know, you know, narcissistic, you know, and you know, you guys had different styles of conflict. There's like four different styles of conflict. There's uh, win lose, avoiding, yielding, and constructive, right? Yeah, it's dysfunctional. Look, it's two people with big egos, and it's two people. You know, whatever. I thought it was funny. I still speak to him this, uh, to this day, by the way. Um, yeah. But I would say we were dysfunctional. I mean, yeah. Mm. It's all about strengthening your soul and learning how to love deeply. I think that's the main thing, and that's what what what's what's dying these days. You know, go to church, read the Bible, and you know, uh, you know, to get God in your life and Jesus in your life, and and uh, strengthen your soul. You know, keep the demons out of your body. <laughs> you know, so you don't get mad, get violent, and. You can talk things out and show love for each other, you know, uh, be constructive. You know. I love you. I don't want to hurt you. you know? No, I'd rather do that double silent treatment. That's more fun. <laughs> oh, it's more fun? Oh, <laughs> the drama. You like the drama. I don't know. I'm joking. Oh, you and you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when guys say, hey, let's talk maturely like adults, it's like, fuck you. This is boring. Like, I'm out of here. I'm not going to go talk like an adult. That's like the most boring thing you could say to a level-headed woman. So getting back to this, so like you're in the, so you're doing the porn film, and these girls were drop-dead gorgeous, by the way. It was Frankenpenis. It was Crystal Gold, Tiffany Lords, Jasmine Aloha. Uh, I think Ron Jeremy, what, what was Ronnie in it at some point? Tiffany, Tiffany Lords. Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy directed. Uh, yep. Uncut. He kept falling asleep. Yes, yes, narcoleptic. Uh, how long did the actual process take for the film, and how long did it take for you to maintain an erection that was workable with for the film? Oh, it was very difficult. 
both films because the, the the first film was reconstructive surgery. The second film was an enlargement. They had enlargement for the second one. They they called that Franken penis. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, I had a lot of size and girth on that one. <laughs> had a lot of size and girth on it. Then I had to. Get, then I got a re- uh, reduction in 2016. The same doctor that did the re, uh, reconstruction, Dr. Berman, he uh, uh, did the reduction. I can send you pictures. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Dr. Berman. So that's good. So is, is he still operating <laughs> these days? Is he around? Yeah, he's uh, he's got a uh, clinic uh, in Sterling, Virginia called uh, Berman Beauty. Okay, so anyone who wants a dick enlargement, it, go to Dr. Berman in Virginia. It's a great idea. He did Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields went there? Not for a dick and large. But shields. No. Okay. Gonna make sure. <laughs> no, this is cosmetic, cosmetic, you know, cosmetic surgery. He's good. He's been doing it for a long time. I think what's upset me throughout this whole thing was <clears throat> I see all these things with Lorena on it, and she's sitting there. She, by the way, she blew up like a fucking pig. I just gotta say, um, a freaking pig. Excuse my English. Uh. It's like she's sitting there with her poorly bleached hair and shitty skin, by the way, just going on this whole, she's like playing victimology 101 and just one-upping on the victim train, this, this, this. Have you ever thought about a civil litigation against her and potentially uh, her lover, her boss, the boss, to potentially sue them for what they've done? Because this, ir- this is very unrepairable. You can't repair shit like this. Hey. I know that a lot of you like betting on football and fantasy football and also those cute other casino games. There is one place online that has the best lines possible and every type of sport you could bet on. It's betonline.ag. So make sure you check out betonline.ag and play whatever you want to. Play fantasy football, play football, play slots, play blackjack. They have something for everyone. Betonline.ag. Uh, yeah, I thought about it. Uh, I mean, there's a statute of limitations on uh, defamation, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. But cutting uh, your dick off. Yeah, I'd like to get a lawyer to handle it. Huh? Well, I'd like, I'd like to get a lawyer to handle it. And cutting your penis off, I don't know. That's physical uh, injury. So I don't know if there's something that goes along with that because it's a special case. You never hear of like, someone getting their dick cut off and then... I mean, it's it's it's, it's like attempted murder because you bleed out. It's uh, assault with a deadly weapon. Well, because you, she only had one charge of a malicious wounding. Um, they could have charged with it's, it's, and the prosecution left the door open for the, those other charges, and there's no statute of limitations on them, so I can pursue it at any time, you know, and go after. Her, and then she's got to prove the case, you know. And but now I have, I got it all figured out now. Got the whole thing figured out, so um, yeah. But you know, the, the the prosecution, you know, the charge was a felony, but they had to drop it, drop it down to a, a misdemeanor. Misdemeanor? No. no. Well, my evidence, my evidence, my evidence wouldn't stand up in court. Yeah, it's worth <laughs> like going back down that road. I think Andrew gets it. I, yeah, Andrew gets Andrew, it because Andrew's Andrew a guy. It. He's the producer, by the way, everyone, and he gets it. Um, cause he's a, he's a fellow male. I don't think anyone would really want this to happen. The last time I told a guy, I hope your dick falls off. 
He took those by he had a, he did a dick injection and he was hard for over 24 hours in Brazil and he had to get his penis drained and he couldn't have sex for a year. It was fucking awesome. I'm like, yeah. Woo! <laughs> you you must, you must have had a lot of hate for him. No, I think I was just being a bitch. But uh yeah. So anyway, moving right along. Um so now it's post penis enlargement penis everything what was your like what was your life like after that like did you move on to doing what did you move on to doing with your life and how did it affect you emotionally well i worked you worked normal jobs and i you know did the adult films and went on tour and did radio and television and stuff did a lot of interviews and uh then uh you know then I uh, joined the Carpenters Union. I was, uh, 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 I was a carpenter for a while, you know, building stuff, houses and hospitals, schools. Um, Vegas, a lot, a lot of projects there in Vegas. And, uh, you know, I've been truck driving for a long time, you know, in the military, you know, Camp Lejeune, you know, I was there. Um, but, you know, uh, driving has been my main occupation. So, you know, uh, I just got a new truck, so... Uh, I pick it up tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I love it. It's great. You know, love being on the road. Do people recognize you? No. No one recognizes you. No, because no, I shave my head. Get a wig. <laughs> a wig? Nah. Yeah. Guys are supposed to have hair. Women, women, women are supposed to have hair, not men. I don't know about that, man. But I guess I don't know. I don't know. I have this thing for like mullet haircuts. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they're sexy. I just have like a. A thing for like mullet hair, like mullet history. Anyway, uh, so. Oh really? Oh well, you can wear, I can wear a wig for that. I get a mullet hair. Uh, hair no, wig. no, it's a lifestyle behind it. It's like the whole thing. You got to drink the right beer. You got to have the right activities. The right like. There's so many things to go with just having a mullet haircut. I yelled at a 22 year old for having a mullet haircut. He's like, "Well, I like wrestling. Like Marty Jannetty, the Rockers had them. I'm like, okay, never mind. You get a free pass. So, what does the ideal life look like for you? Well, I got uh, I got I got I got a lot of interest in uh, doing uh, you know, my story and through different networks, maybe Netflix. Uh, tell my story in a series. So uh, now I want people to understand my story, not only mine but every other victim out there that that, that um, suffered and didn't get justice. You know, I mean, you should get justice if if something really bad happened to you. They shouldn't get away with it. You know, and that, that's that's the message, really. You know, don't don't. It's called buying time to get away with the crime. Mm -hmm. You know, they, you know, they like to go. They're not they're not taken into custody right away and, and asked what happened so they can get the information without it being distorted. You know, and uh, you know, oh, okay, okay. You know, so some people just admit it. You know, and you know, Jody Arias. You know, it's like. She threw everything in the laundry, and she threw everything in the washing machine, and took off to another guy's house and had sex with him. <laughs> had, you know, cover up. She was actually pretty hot. Um, I get what happened. Like, I don't side with what she did, but I understand. Like, he, she loved him a lot, but he was basically telling her, "You're not good enough to marry me. You're not good enough." Like, he made fun of her behind her back to his little Mormon friends. 
He made fun of her, and that's what really hurt her. And I'm not trying to excuse what she did. I think it's just horrible. Is there a better way she could have handled it? Yeah, there's a much better way. Like, like knock him around a little bit, or like put itching powder in his clothes, put eye drops in his fucking drink to give him diarrhea. Like, that's all you have to do, seriously. Uh, and there are ways to get itching powder. You could just, uh, from fiberglass, if you shred it, you could put it in someone's clothes and it causes them to itch. I once put that in someone's clothes in a dryer, like less than a few months ago. So there are other ways you could do things to get even with someone without hurting them, cutting their dick off, or, or like murdering them or anything like that. Or do the same thing to a girl. Put that kind of stuff in her panties, hot sauce, whatever. I didn't know about that. But <laughs> That's evil. Ouch. That's never been done. Before. Well, girls can be really, you know, I mean, you know, if the girls are really mean and nasty and uh, evil and, you know, why, why can't you do the same thing to them? Sure. No problem. It's like, the, that's what's the rain. Okay, if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you ten times worse. Yeah, we do that you're sometimes. Gonna get, <laughs> you're going to get really bad. That's, how, that's why I got my penis cut off. Yeah. I broke her heart. She cut my penis off. Yeah, that's a bit much. I hope someone cuts her vagina off or like, or not that they cut it off, but someone like, like uh, sews it tight or like just, just what uh, I hope. Glenn Close. Huh? Glenn, Cl uh, Glenn Close. Glenn Close? Yes, the actress. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah, I remember that. That was pretty creepy with the bunny rabbit. I, uh, you know, but I just think like guys put, like people put themselves in situations you know, and that was all him for engaging in her, like, engaging with her. Like the second I saw that bitch, I'm like, she looks crazy. You know, like I binge watch shows with these crazy women that home wreck. So like you name any type of trick in the book, or if you tell me any scenario within a couple seconds, I could tell, totally tell you how it plays out. Like when the whole thing with Lorena, when it happened back then, I said, I bet she was here illegally and she needed her green card or something or her citizenship. That's what this is. That's, why they're even like probably together to start with whether I'm right or like partially right. I don't know. But, uh, when I said, what does the ideal life look like for you? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to maybe retire? Do you want to move to Thailand, Timbuktu, Kazakhstan? <laughs> probably just disappear, you know, um, someplace really nice where, where, you know, just really, uh, Just be around really good people. You know, you've got to find a place where just good people exist. No bad people. <laughs> I mean, our country is plagued with, you know, all kinds of bad corruption and narcissism and Machiavellian, psychopathy, all that stuff. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, where are the good people? I don't know. They're out there. I mean, they're 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 out there, but not 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 as much as it was, you know, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, forty years ago. It's gradually gotten worse, worse and worse over time. So maybe maybe I'm thinking I don't want to mention, but some Asian Asian country. Yeah, I know. But and learn the know. language and yeah. the culture. You start now, though. Le learn the language and culture. You know, buy a house. Or ranch, something, you know. Maybe I'll come. I'll, I'll become Chinese. You know. Yeah. Just build, you know, ranch. Learn the language, and I, I, I like that. You know, because I was in Japan for a mm -hmm. year. 
and I learned, I learned a lot of the language and the culture was great. And, uh, Thailand, Philippines, you know, I don't know, not Korea. Yep. But, yeah, um, so what are you going to do? Me? Well, I have, well, <laughs> Um, part of the year, and people don't know this, uh, because I have the same setup in a totally different foreign country, I live in a town with six, uh, 620-something residents. It's in a really tiny town in Europe. I don't tell anyone where, because the last thing we need are these American, like, influencers. Oh, my God! Like, this younger generation with their cell phone cameras, you just want to, like, smash to the ground and stomp on coming over there and taking photos and they, you know, they've tried to come into the town to do stuff and they're not welcome. We don't allow Airbnb. In fact, everyone knows everyone. Um, and they have very strict zoning laws. So I'm in the middle of, um, rebuilding my dad's property there. So I've been back and forth in like this middle of these, um, this blueprint, uh, like nightmare. What's this, this person over there. But, um, so it's just that, and then uh, to keep doing my podcast, and I don't know, um, maybe I'll become, uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know, I'll get into some kind of political thing over there. Uh, I still get involved in politics quite a bit in California. Uh, it's fun, though, because I like fighting, I like arguing, and I like showing stupid people how, un like, how stupid they sound, and how much common sense they lack so right now i'm in the middle of a lawsuit with a certain city in santa monica it's actually a class action suit i rounded up 800 residents to go after a specific city <laughs> oh. yeah so maybe I'll, I'll start something in the new town and then keep up with like my vintage jewelry business and you know that's it that's like a happy life and then i have my black cat i have enzo so like as long as he's there and i intend to keep wrestling for another like year or two and uh you know i just i just like to do things like i just do it as long as i can and then when i'm done i also have like other things to do um yeah so i was just funny hold on on it was the lawyer actually uh in t in uh, hang on a second, and I know this is where he's going to pause and make these really cute edits. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so eventually, like, I just do things that I like doing, and then when I'm done, I'm done, and, uh, you know, I'll probably do acting over there in Europe, and the shows there, they're better. I like the uh, actors there. They're a lot more talented than a lot of these American actors you have to deal with, and some of the stuff, like, we're fighting for with SAG, like, who the fuck gives a shit about getting transgender care in a different state? Is that what you'd rather have than, like, our AI rights protected? They should, like, take that off the table, okay? Number two, if you're a background actor, you shouldn't be getting hair and makeup unless you're in a period piece. Your background, your fucking background, you know exactly what it was supposed to do. Just stand there and do whatever it is you're doing. Um, so it's just stupid things like that they're fighting for that are super small. And the bigger picture is AI, which will destroy us. So, yeah. <laughs> no oh, yeah. AI, goddammit. So it's just, it's become such a challenging thing, but I like, I like doing this. I like being involved politically. Um, I was president of the debate club in school. 
Then I ran for like class president. Then after that, they didn't have class presidents. I took all the funds that were supposed to be for like really stupid things and I used it for more important things like better food in the cafeteria. So I got busted for that. <laughs> better food in the cafeteria? Yeah. What are you busted for that? Well, I took the money. We're supposed to use it for Hi. some bullshit. Oh, then the other thing, it was to the French, uh, it was some class trip to this French thing, to this French restaurant. It was really expensive. So it was like a $3,000, um, all these donations that were supposed to go towards something else with some other bullshit cause. So I took it instead and took everyone to this French restaurant and uh, to see this movie in French at the French Institute down the street. So it was like, I, I treated it as a cultural trip. Yeah, so I couldn't run again. But anyway, yeah, so it's a lot of things I'm going to end up doing. <laughs> <laughs> so if people want to find you and if you want to be found on social media, how do they actually find you? <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not, I don't know, I just have a pay, two Facebook pages. Okay. Uh, John, John Bobbitt and John Wayne Bobbitt. Uh, so you, you know, you find me there, you know. Um, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have a podcast or anything. I always thought, I thought about starting one. You should. I'd rather just join other people's podcasts, you know, you know, just you know, make a, uh, do a schedule. When, when things start slowing down next year, you know, I can, I can start traveling and doing a lot of, you know, podcast interviews, you know, uh, working with, uh, a true crime story reporter. He's uh, affiliated with a lot of the, ne the networks. So, and he's, uh, working on, um, uh, he's got three network. well, three net. well, NBC, Peacock, and Netflix are interested in doing the story. I wonder if so. it's someone I know, because I know the guy very well who did the Menendez Brother book and the series yeah. as well. Interesting. Is this an American person? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he, he, he actually did a, did a uh, he hosted a, a show in, um, oh, okay. and you know, he, he, he did a, a story on me with Reels TV called Scandals Made Me Famous. So he was, he told, he told my story, but I told him, you know, you got it, you got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got this, you know, your network got it wrong. Every, everybody who ever, you know, tried to, you know, talk about my story never got it right because they never had, you know, all the information that they needed. You know, Be careful. It was just one-sided. Be careful because but, my friend Teddy Hart did that. He's a wrestler from Canada. And this filmmaker destroyed his career. Like he promised him one thing and Teddy was even a, a financial backer in the project. They fucked his life up. Right. Like he's been this close to killing himself. So just when he thought it was going to put his story out there, they made him out to be a murderer and put all this stuff on him. Wow. And he's permanently canceled. Like he's not the same Teddy I knew like 10 years ago. So all I'm saying is no matter what someone might have somewhere else, I've done stuff on reels here and there, please be careful and like get a lawyer to have well, something in the back written down that's got to be, you have final approval of everything before it goes out because you could fuck yourself really bad. <laughs> yeah. Not in a good way. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a survivor. I'll, I'll, I'll end up doing it myself. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll have my, I'll have my own budget. 
So yeah, I have my own money, so I'll just do do the whole thing, my project myself. I mean, I'll go go down and see Clint Eastwood or someone like that, and script script it all out. Uh, you know, fact finding uh, truth seekers. You know, people who want to know the truth. Oh sure, absolutely. You know, there's people who don't, who don't care about the truth. Yeah, so that's what we need. It's just the people who really care about you know, you know, pitching the the true story, the genuine article. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, I could help you in that respect one day. I mean, I know a couple of people that would be interested in this, but you got to be careful, especially when you start getting these women involved. The women are the worst ones because they're going to try to like be all woke and be all like, "Oh, well, you know, she was a victim." Like that bullshit. There are male victims out there, everyone, and we all know this. I know someone listening has been the victim of some psychotic bitch. Yeah, psychotic. And, and the thing is that you know, if they're, uh, I would say. Uh, covert mm-hmm. narcissist or um, uh, cerebral or, or or malignant narcissist, they'll they'll do everything they can to destroy you. Of course. I mean, they, they, they attack you, and they, they, and, uh, and it's not over yet. They haven't just fully destroyed you, you know. And you try to survive and try to get away away from them. And go gray rock, you know. Distance yourself and don't go and go no contact with the you know the you know the narcissist. And you know, <laughs> I had to escape a few times from narcissistic people, and it's hard. And they 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 try to hurt you in any way they can. Yeah. And I just, you know, leave me alone. <laughs> and it's you know, it's it's like that from women too, narcissistic women, uh, men. You know, stalkers or you know, guys that don't quit and give up or and they, you know. Vice versa. Yeah. I mean, uh, Carrie Underwood took a Louisville slugger to both headlights. Yeah. Yeah. But he cheated, so she got pissed. Dug his seat, dug her initials in his car, scratched up his car, smashes. You know, you know the song, uh, Carrie Underwood song? No, I never really heard from her. I never followed her. Okay, for, okay, well, okay. I know who she is, she though, but I just never liked even. her for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. But Well, I mean, we're supposed to be in loving relationships. Yeah. Where people care about each other. Love, care, respect, and, you know, and, and you can't get that without strengthening your soul. You got you got to really work on you know people. I'm talking generally, and and they say that you know go to go to church, read the Bible, and strengthen your soul. And and love is what we need most of. Even you, you get, get you know, get a lot of love from good people, and you know, you give love. And you know, you know it's what we need most of. It's also what we don't give enough of mm-hmm. is love. That's true. And, and that's what the world needs. I mean, I mean, I can see a mother. Giving birth and loving her baby, you know, you got that deep connection. I mean, and if you strengthen your soul, you can you can develop a deep connection to uh, for everything God created. You know, because the stronger a man's soul, the deeper he learns to love and love more deeply. That's Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci. A stronger man's soul, the deeper he learns to love. And that's a pretty powerful quote. Yeah. Bless you for thinking like that, because I certainly have zero tolerance for a lot of people. 
Um, you can't give up on love. No, 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 no. I just like, like, look, you know what? It's like, I keep a super small circle. Don't give up on no, love. No, I keep a super small circle of people around because it's just like, it's less bullshit you have to deal with. I live in a town part of the year with under 700 people. There's a reason for that. <laughs> and it's wonderful. It's yeah. lovely. No bitch buns there. And they only speak, they don't really speak English there, which is fine by me because it's, you know, I speak their language you, perfectly fine. Do hmm? Do you have a lover that you're deeply in love with? Yeah, myself. <laughs> what? I just wanted to plug in a quick word from one of our sponsors, which is one of my personal favorites because I am an avid beef eater. And I decided to start getting my stuff at freedomfirstbeef.com. It's got a shelf storage of 10 to 25 years. It's all freeze-dried. It's a veteran-owned small business. If you pop over to their website, freedomfirstbeef.com, and you use my code, Jasmine, you can get 15% off. You, you, you draw a name in your sand? Buy yourself flowers? Um, I don't really care about that. I think I'm, I'm more... I just... I care more about... <laughs> I care more about, like... Um, the professional aspect of everything than all that other stuff because that other stuff, you know, I like to travel. I just like to do my thing. Um, I have my cat and like, that's great, you know, but like, I really like, I have so many things I'm focused on. Right. So it's like, I keep myself so busy, but I don't really like get mixed up and all because, you know, I, I just, I have like zero tolerance for people. I have zero tolerance for a lot of bullshit. You know, I dumped this guy because he had, um, he lied to me about the fact that he had kids that were like under 18 or under 16. I'm like, I don't want any part of that. Like, I just don't want to have like this boggle down because behind the kids is a mama, then there's baby mama drama. I just want to deal with it. Lo and behold, I was right. So I just got rid of that shit. So yeah, I just like to travel. I have my friends, I have my family and I'm good. I have things that I have to do. Um, you know, I think I'm just caught up in the adrenaline of everything else that I get involved in to really care about anything else than that. Um, I'm the worst partner ever because I was, I will always put work before anyone else, except for my family. But I was, I will always put stuff I have to do before a guy. And if I feel like I just want to get up and go hop on a plane and go somewhere else, I'm going. And I, I have a, like zero tolerance for a grown man that doesn't have a passport. Um, it's just I'm very picky. <laughs> and <laughs> I know it sounds really horrible. <laughs> well, it sounds terrible. I know. Um, yes. Uh, yes, I know. It sounds just terrible. But what kind of message do you have for our listeners, Mr. Bobbitt? I don't know. Just... <laughs> I, I, I didn't prepare a message, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I would say be good to each other. You know, it's holiday. The holiday seasons are coming up. You know, you know Thanksgiving. There's a lot to be thank, thankful for. And, you know, living in this great country, and hopefully we'll get Trump back. Yes, please. I want him. Yep. I love him. I love. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a hardcore Republican. Everyone knows that about me. Whether it's him or DeSantis. That's all I want back in this country. I don't like I would hate to see Gavin Newsom become president or frickin' this 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 Manchurian candidate that's sitting there. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. Well, I mean, for for everybody who's who's into religion, I would you know, 
because I was in religion growing up. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, my whole family was. So, you know, you know, reading the Bible, going to church, listening to, you know, sermons and stuff and getting the message, it really made me feel good inside. And to be around a lot of good people. It was a really good, positive environment. So I think that's what I'd say is, you know, find a good Bible-based church and, 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 you know, read the Bible and hang around with good people and learn how to, you know, be a better person and self-reflect. No. But what? It's like this stuff Jasmine does. It's like Jasmine does. I want to go on a date with the My Pillow <laughs> guy with Mike Lindell. Like I think he has such pretty eyes. Like I don't want to. Ha- yeah. I don't want to have sex with him. I just want to go out with him to dinner, right? So like I've approached him. Yeah. So that is the only thing I want is I want to have dinner with the My Pillow guy and talk to him about his life story. So even if there's anyone listening to this. You tell Mike Lindell, I wasn't trying to fucking hit on him. I think he looks exotic. He has high cheekbones, um, darker skin, and nice eyes. I just want to know if the fucker is like Native American. It doesn't mean I want him, but I do want to talk to him. So that's the only wish I have for, like, one of the wishes I have for this upcoming year. Uh, What's your wish for the upcoming year, (laughs) aside from love? Uh, I have a lot of wishes. Uh... You know, I wish that you know I I get with a good network and they tell my story the way you know it should have been told, and you know there's just peace and love in the world again, a lot of peace and love. I mean, you got to get rid of the you know too many demons. Yeah. It's way too many demons. It's like this girl that uh, was in Utah. She got a two two million dollar life insurance policy on her husband. So she bought $900 worth of fentanyl. So that didn't work. So she looked up on a computer, uh, what's a lethal dose of fentanyl? So she went out and bought another $900 worth of fentanyl and made him a cocktail. Oh, that, oh that's what you got to do. You got to mix it with alcohol. <laughs> she put, she was, see, he, he died. She collected the money and wrote a book on, a child's book on grief. Now she's uh, in Park City, Utah, on charges, you know, murder charges. Good, good. So murder so charges. So she could write a bunch of other books from jail or something. I mean, for the love of for the love of money is the root of all evil. It's true. A government, you know, they take all our taxes and do whatever they want with the money. Yeah. And it's a lot of corruption, and that's how the Democrats stay in power, is they have a lot of money flowing in. And they buy elections, and they buy judges, and they buy machines and voting software. You know, they, they buy it, and then they have money to cover it up. Yeah. You know, they have money to cover it up. So, you know, you know that's what they do, you know. Yep. And so, so you know, how do you, how do you win an election when somebody just purchases it? Exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, it's not, you just purchase the, <laughs> just buy it. So, now everything's high right now. So they're collecting more money so they can stay in power. It's like in the 2016 election, they, they had it rigged. They, they thought Hillary was going to win. <laughs> and Trump was a joke. And uh, he won. He won. And it was rigged. And she got pissed. Oh, she was pissed. <laughs> you, can't rig, you can't win a rigged election. Well, hold on a second. There's also the fact that like there are people like I don't vote with my vagina. I don't vote with emotion. I vote with logic and the issues. So she wasn't talking about the issues. We're talking about bullshit 
equal pay for women, here's how you get paid. You get paid based upon, you know, your actual skill set and how good of a job you do. Not if you think you're this or that, you identify as that, not because of skin color, it's the job. You know, this is a conversation I think we have to have on my live stream on Off the Rails because I cover conspiracy theories sometimes and not that this is a conspiracy theory, but I think you'd be the perfect guest. So yes, everyone, yeah, you'd be perfect. So I think- it's, it's not, not a conspiracy, conspiracy theory. theory. But the thing is, we can go it's not down a that way. They're saying that because huh? it's, it's, it's controlled speech. It's called controlled speech. When you say <laughs> conspiracy theory or baseless claims or something like that, it's just controlled speech. They're trying to get you to think, okay, it's 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 it, it, you know, it's nothing. You know, right. they, they, they don't. They're being they're being ex, getting ready to be exposed. So he throws controlled speech. It's kind of like word salad, you know. Uh, you know, having a conversation, you're getting to the point, you're getting to the facts and details, and the person that's involved in the conversation uh, is, you know, you're about to expose them. So they throw something in the conversation that has nothing to do with what you're talking about to confuse the whole thing. Yeah. It's like what? Wait, we we'll stay on topic, okay? You know, we're 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 getting to the point. We're getting ready to, you know, uncover the the, the details, which exposes the truth. Oh, for sure. And there's so many people out there that, that don't want the truth exposed. That you know, truth hurts. And also, what is it the saying is, uh, no one is notice. No one is more hated than he who speaks the truth. That's when you're dealing with narcissistic people, evil people that lie and he's full of deception, manipulation, and stuff. Like they don't want the truth. They don't want any of that. They live in a fictional world and they just want tabloid stuff. That's true. <laughs> they don't want the reality stuff. They want the nonfiction. They want the fiction. Yeah. And that's that's the way the world is, you know. They don't want they want nothing they don't want to hear the truth. No, it's first no. <laughs> they want to hear it. hundred <laughs> percent correct. So with that said, but gonna... but you're, if you're intelligent if you're an intelligent person, you know, and, and, and you're 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 a fact finder and, and, and you want the truth, you're gonna to want to hear it. You want to you want to do a little bit of digging, you know. Oh, yeah. Dig a little bit. Dig a little bit without well being put in a body bag. Hey, <laughs> I think that Je- Hey, hey, I think that Jasmine knows too much. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but this is definitely. Oh, she's figuring things huh? out. Uh oh. Yeah. This yeah. is something we'll keep just, going on about. Uh, I, I think you'd be the perfect guest for Off the Rails one day with not necessarily conspiracy theory, but our theories on things. And it'll definitely be a good conversation. Plus, I'm sure, you know, there are fans that would want to ask you things as well because you, you've been like hidden away in your shell. And I think it's it's like your coming out time, John. Uh, right? It's your yeah. coming out time. So hopefully I got to see you in the flesh uh, one day sooner than later because you're a very interesting person. But... Besides that, I advocate 100% for you. Thank you. <laughs>